Welcome to Gain That Tune. What's going on, everybody? It's Game That Tune back in the house once again. It's your boy, John Harrington here, and we got John Regan with us. Say hey. Hey. We got Jesse Moore. Say hey. Hey. And we've got David Fleming. Say hey. Hey. Hell yeah, guys. Welcome back, everybody. Game That Tune in the house for episode 192. We are just doing fantastic here on Game That Tune, and if you're just joining us, Man, we're going to have a, bla- uh, a blast tonight. Excuse me, I'm fumbling over my own words. I feel a little funny tonight. Uh, we're going to have a blast, man. We, uh, you know, What we do around here is we listen to video game music. We've each brought three songs from a game. We're going to try and guess each other's games with songs, with a little bit of trivia. We're going to goof off. We're going to have a lot of fun. And uh, the winner at the end of the night, whoever guesses the most games, gets to pick a theme for the next episode and play some bonus tunes. And our winner last week was Jesse Moore. And Jesse, you get to tell us the theme for tonight's fantastic episode. What do we got? Uh, First person games. Yes. Again, very little elaboration needed on that theme. Games played from the first person perspective. Uh, So, you know. Uh, many, uh, you know, think there'll be uh, some shooting going on. Maybe some, uh, I don't know, some puzzling, some light platforming. Uh, you know, there, there's a, there's a wide variety of first-person uh, games available out there, spanning many generations. I think, Walking except some of the older generations, maybe not so much. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think it's, uh, I think it's a great theme. And uh, you know, as you can see, I am uh, going all in on that theme for our live viewers. I, I apologize for any confusion that my camera angle is going to cause tonight. Uh, I haven't found the option button to say. switch back to a normal angle, so you know, we're just going to roll with it. I was going to say this bit is going to work so well for our podcast listeners. Oh yeah, man! Sometimes the, the sometimes the live viewers get something real special, and uh, when I say special, I mean frustrating to watch. So this is going <laughs> to be a good one. <laughs> so uh, we got a we got a great show lined up, man. We got uh, four great games. We've got some great fan requests, um, and really, I, I don't think there's a whole lot that we uh, that we need to say before we get started. Unless somebody else has something, I say we just uh, you know uh, I don't know. Take a look at what's uh, coming ahead for the first game. Just trying game to think of a first one. person pun.
Alright guys, so the box for this game advertised that it's available for one or two players. However, the publisher confirmed that this was in fact a typo and it is only a single player game. All right, guys, let's uh, see some answers. Uh-oh. <laughs> think about that. All right, so let's see. Jesse wrote Doom L, which is incorrect. David wrote <laughs> Revolution X, which is incorrect. And John wrote Power... It's too dark. I can't read it. Power Slave, goddammit. Power Slave, also incorrect. This is Metalhead for the second 32X. Cool. Came out in, uh, was it 1994? Oh, we don't have an Everybody Got It Wrong song, do we? We do not. So this came out in 1995, and it is actually a pretty impressive looking game, I feel like, for 1995. You know, th fully 3D um, game for a Sega Genesis add-on. It it looks pretty good. And that music is pretty sweet. It's by, the soundtrack's by uh, Jun Sano. Mm. Uh, I think that's how you pronounce his name. I also don't think that composer. is, but we can oh. redo it in post. <laughs> also known as, uh, you know, main composer of uh, the Sonic Adventure soundtrack. Hmm. And it is, uh, you know, also Crush 40. And I, yeah. you get some Crush 40 vibes from this. You get that heavy metal, punk metal, whatever you want to call it. You know, lots of guitars, lots of drums. Where were the vocals, John? Uh, <laughs> there were none. I going to oh, say, you game... know what really sets Crush 40 apart for me is the vocals. <laughs> and this that... does have some... Very terrible, scratchy, uh, like, pre-recorded dialogue, um, you know, vocal, vocal stables throughout the game with, like, talking heads that talk at you before each mission. Dope. 
And that's where it kind of starts falling apart, is they give you these missions, <laughs> but the missions are like, destroy all the other mechs, oh, okay. Or, go find this one mech and destroy them. <laughs> it's, it's like, okay, it's a lot of variety stuff here. It's a good thing they vocalized that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the, like the graphics are, I feel like, pretty good. They look like a, like a very early PlayStation game. You know, like a bad PlayStation game. Or like early PlayStation <laughs> demo, maybe is what we should call that. Yeah, it's such a weird thing to have I mean, you praising it in such a way. Like the graphics look pretty good. It looks like a bad PlayStation <laughs> game. I'm like, I guess that is good for the 32x. That's you know, yeah. something that's high, at least. That's high praise for a 32x. Yeah, yeah, you got well, it. It's mean, context. The game came out in '95. When did the PlayStation One release? Was it '96? <laughs> it's '95. <laughs> okay. Oh, sorry. it looks as good as something that came out the same year. Right. But uh, you gotta also remember this is on a cartridge, right? And I feel like that's also impressive that they're able to do 3D graphics and store, you know, textures and models and things like that, because it is actually fully rendered 3D. Um, yeah, that's on true. a cartridge. Yeah, but John, it also took like two adapters and an extra power strip just to play it. Yeah. And this game 100% requires the six-button pad. It oh. even uses the mode button on the six-button pad. Oh, man. I bet you didn't even know that was a button. I'm not aware I'm of not. that button. There is a mode button on the six-button pad that I believe most of the time it's used to, like, you hold it down while you turn the console on, it makes it act like a three-button controller for games that aren't compatible with the six-button pad. And as uh. far as I know, no games use that button for anything else except this game. <laughs> Uh, hmm. It's used for changing the camera, and yeah, every button does something. And huh. yeah, I was gonna say it's like it's a six-button controller. Like Street Fighter ports on Sega Genesis, you had to push start to change the three buttons from punch to kick. So why would a six-button controller need a mode button? Like that seems very counterintuitive. Yeah, I think, like oh. I said, I think it was, there are certain games, like, th I think Disney's Gargoyles is one of them that had a hard time with the six-button pad for some reason. Maybe it wasn't Gargoyles, but there's there was some game that could not read it correctly, and so you could have it mimic a three-button pad. Seems like a lot of things that Sega was doing at the time weren't very intuitive. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like Shouldn't, the 32X. You know, the 32X, for example. <laughs> yeah. Uh, why on earth would anybody buy a Sega 32X when they could just buy a PlayStation? <laughs> well, because how else were you going to get Sonic 32X? Oh, right. Right. Uh, David, it's called Knuckles Chaotix. It is a modern trash fire. <laughs> <laughs> As opposed to a vintage trash fire. <laughs> oh, God. Was that on the box back in, like, 1994? Like, it was a it was a modern trash fire? Knuckles Chaotix? <laughs> God. <laughs> Yeah, it's like one like of those most edgy like, magazine ads. <laughs> you know, nowadays, that is how some of these games like on Steam would advertise themselves, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, Untitled Goose Game, Modern Trash Fire. Even though yeah. it's really, Wasn't even there th supposed to be, like, a Sonic 32X game that used, like, spherical worlds that never came to pass? That was, or am I thinking of something else? That was Sonic Extreme for the Sega Saturn, you know, which never, oh, okay. never got finished. Hmm. Cool, man. Yeah. So, uh, have you actually played... Forgive me, uh, at this point, Sega was releasing consoles, like, every single year. I kind of got them mixed up. No, yeah. 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 Sega forgiven. was... Yeah, Sega... They would just get kind of bored, be like, you know what? Let's buy a new console. 
Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I tire of this. Should we make it work for an existing console? Nah, make an add-on. <laughs> it's going to get complicated if we try to actually like make this work for something that people can actually play it on. We should sell an add-on or you know, maybe even a whole new console. I just love the idea of, like, the head of Sega being some rich British king. Like, hmm, I tire of this. Make a new console. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, so, Johnny, did, did you actually, at any point in your life, actually have a 32X? No, I never did have a 32X, Sally. I knew it. I fucking knew it. You, you, know, you didn't play this game at all. Because, <laughs> <sighs> uh, yeah. No, who on earth would ever have bothered playing this game? I, you know... Mm, I don't know. Strange. It's what halfway. Game. Uh, it looks halfway decent. You walk around a city as a Mac. You blow things up. It's 3D. You know. Yeah. It's all selling points in 1995. I guess. Yeah, that is kind of. I guess what they were going for. Like people wanted something larger than life, so they got a series of small boxes that looked like robots to blow things up with. But I don't know. I, yeah. Seems like just, you know, and actually thinking about it, I'm trying to think of like the earliest shooters on the PlayStation, and it's like, you know, PlayStation 1, like the early shooter that everybody loved was like Die Hard Trilogy, so like, no one had any standards for a third person, for like a first person shooter back in the day, so yeah, maybe you could have gotten away with this if people could have actually played it, but you know, as it stands now, it's just like, oh yeah, that that's a, hmm. Yeah, that, sh that probably should have been a PlayStation launch game or something. Sega should have already been branching out into other consoles. Like, they shouldn't have been trying to support their own thing. <laughs> like, <laughs> this was a mistake. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the soundtrack's good to see. You know, it was that metal sound. I, I you know, made me think it was Power Slave, because I thought Power Slave was like a, like a metal, like, tie-in game. But, uh, nope. I was, uh, I was a Sega generation ahead on the, you know, on the Saturn. I was... Yeah, using my Google skills to Google first-person shooter games on the Sega Saturn, and for some reason it told me Power Slave. So <laughs> I don't know. That's uh, that's about as far as I got on that one. Um, you know. So yeah, it's uh, anything else, John, on uh, on Metalhead for the 32X and composer June Sanue, but no vocals. What the fuck? Mm, no, that's about it, really. Yeah. You know, at what point do you escape from the city? Is you know what I'm asking about this game. Like that, you know, how am I supposed to know the motivations of these robots if there's not somebody singing them? <laughs> I don't think that's one of the missions. It should be a mission: escape from yeah. the city. Instead of you know, or just make the song is you know city escape, but call it mech destroy. You know, <laughs> follow me, set me free, trust me, and we will destroy all the mecha. Um, yeah, it, it's and then uh, it writes you itself. become a knight of the wind. <sighs> See, you know. Mm. <laughs> That's why I say tonight of the wind. Yeah, we're a, we're a city escape family around here, David. <laughs> Only you like night of the wind. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, no uh, no no more crush forty hot takes on this episode, Johnny. Let's keep it moving, man. Game two. <laughs>
All right, guys. So uh, at least one lit torch must be in the player's possession at all times. If at any point your torch is extinguished, the player will stumble, break their neck, and die. All right, guys. Who's feeling great? I'm feeling pretty good. Cool. As I'm you're, feeling pretty good. As you're completing writing your answers, this is uh, one of our fan requests for the evening. This one came to us from Trojan uh, on Discord. Thank you, Troy, for this request. And uh, let's see. Johnny has Oh, wait. A, oh. <laughs> yeah, Johnny's showing a penis with, uh, I guess, a celebrity's signature above it. Uh, Jesse and David both have the correct answer. This is Shadowgate. Well done, guys. I'm glad that you both kept your torches lit. Oh, it's always lit. Yeah. My shit's always lit. Yes. Seriously, uh, if I was, if I had any idea what this game was and had played this at some point and died because my torch went out, I, uh, I think I would have thrown this out of my house, like, you know, <laughs> even as a young child. Like, wait, what? You know, my torch went out and I died? Come on, I can see for a little ways in the dark. Give me a break, Shadowgate. That's ridiculous. Um, yeah, anybody here play Shadowgate? Jesse, did you, uh, <laughs> you give any uh, time to this one? I, I know you love first-person RPGs. <laughs> oh, boy, do I. Especially <laughs> and on the NES. Th oh, you know man. this is an RPG. Yeah, uh, oh, 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 I've heard of this game. Right. As soon as I saw a screen of it, I'm like, ah, play something else. <laughs> yeah, no, this, uh, I'm glad we got this request, because it's a fun idea, picking a first-person game for the NES. However, <laughs> um, man, this is the definition of, like, not up my alley whatsoever. Like, it's, uh, it started out as a, like, point-and-click game on, uh, like, old computers, the, uh, the Amiga, the Apple II... Uh, this and that, and uh, then it got converted for NES, and so it's just this like old shitty Byzantine menu <laughs> system where like you've got like eight or ten commands at all times, and like a small, small digital drawing of a chamber or like an area or like a battlefield, and it just does not look fun. <laughs> like, uh, the monster yeah. designs look kind of cool. Uh, yeah, sure. I bet they are. Uh, the only thing I saw in my little research of this was like, uh, like you know, moving skeletons and stuff, and they're not even moving in the pictures I saw. Like, and uh, I don't know. The monster designs could be cool. It's just like even starting the game, you have to like start by opening the door to Castle Shadowgate, 
and it's like, okay, you're at a door, and it describes the door to you, and there's like a skull at the top, and you know, you have to select the right command to interact with the skull, you move the skull, it reveals a key, then you have to go back to the command for take. Take what? Take the key, okay? You now have the key, alright? Use, use what? Use the key. Uh-huh. Use the key on yeah. what? Use the key on the door. <laughs> the door is now open. Go inside. Like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm with you. I just cannot get in the game like that. I would have never, ever, ever had the patience for this shit. <laughs> like, and if there's any kind of penalty for doing something wrong, like if you press, like, take on the skull... And it's like, you know, you can't take the skull. Okay, that's fine. If you press take on the skull, it's like, you attempt to take the skull, and it breathes poison on you, and, you know, the game is over. Like, nope. Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> yeah. I, I need a system that's not going to punish me for doing the wrong thing. It just won't, you know, let me do anything else until I do the right thing. That's that's the kind of game I'm looking for. Uh, this game sounds just so old and texty. <laughs> So much text and so many commands, and you know the NES just doesn't have a good mouse. Like he just can't point and click on the NES very well. Johnny, did you ever own the NES mouse? I didn't know they made an NES mouse. I knew they made a Super Nintendo mouse, but not an NES mouse. Thank you, John, for proving my point. There is no NES mouse. Oh. Therefore, a point and click game on the NES is a terrible idea. <laughs> um, I I do remember there was a Shadowgate '64. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I never played it, but I always wanted to rent it, but it was never there. Huh. I had no idea. I didn't know that the series continued say, on. I seem to recall this got a port or, like, an enhanced version on Switch. Because I remember hearing about, like, Shadowgate Switch. Really? Oh, yeah, I mean, well, the latest release on the Wikipedia page for Shadowgate is PlayStation 4, which is funny to me. Um, but, hey, maybe it's on Switch, too. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I'm surprised to hear that they kept going with the series, because I was reading about the developer, ICOM Simulations, and they eventually just, you know, quickly got bought out by Viacom and spent the rest of their, uh, career as a, like, developer making licensed games for, like, Nickelodeon, like, or, or for, uh, for, like, Looney Tunes and for Viacom, so, like... They made Roadrunner and Daffy Duck and Bugs Bunny, and then they made, like, Nickelodeon Guts, they made Rocco's Modern Life, and eventually they made, like, some Beavis and Butthead games, and that was it. <laughs> it's like, how'd you, how'd you go from Shadowgate to, like, Daffy Duck? What, you know, what made them think that was the move? Like, that's, you know, okay. Yeah, now I'd play, I would play a command-based, text-based Daffy Duck game. That would have been, you know, pretty good, especially if, like, it's the it's like the that cartoon where the the animator is fucking with Daffy Duck and you get to control like I was just about to say it's like <laughs> I would play the fuck out of a game based off of Duck em Up. That's that the one. like <laughs> a 10 command prompt menu. Yeah, it's just you fucking with Daffy Duck for a few minutes. Uh yeah, that'd be a worthwhile NES game if they could have made it. Uh or maybe maybe would have made a better come, flash game. <laughs> come to think of it, I feel like I might have to do research, but I feel like there was an actual Duck Amuck game for the DS where, like, you actually... It it was kind of like WarioWare, but it was based around you just fucking with Daffy Duck. That's pretty fun. 
That sounds like yeah. something that perhaps Way Forward would have made, which is what Silvernova in the chat is saying. There is a Way Forward Duck Amuck game on the DS. Uh, so that rules. Um, cause yeah, if you could draw on the touchscreen to fuck with Daffy Duck, that'd be really, really fun. You know, just like if you had a touchscreen to play Shadowgate, it would be more fun than playing it using an NES controller. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, uh, it's uh, part of what made Phoenix Wright games appealing. You could tap on things as opposed to, you know, just going through a Byzantine long series of menu commands and, uh, it's just, I don't know. I, I like the tunes. I like the the moodiness of uh, the whole game and the vibe, but uh, man, that uh, this type of game is not my cup of tea. Um, maybe it would have been good if uh, you know, like I don't know. Maybe some of these ports of it are good. Like I wonder how the PlayStation Four port does uh, anything better. I guess even just adding a thumbstick does a better job of like pointing and clicking as opposed to the NES. So. Yeah, I gotta assume any port of Shadowgate after, like, 1996, it's like, okay, yeah, that's fine. But, uh, yeah, no, uh, you know, no, uh, no thank you very much on the, on the old version of this. But thank you very much, uh, Troy, for the request. Uh, you know, what a, what a fantastic request it was. You know, I'm so glad that we got to put this on the show. Um, you know, putting on my, my happy voice to thank our requester. Uh, you know, you too can make a request by going to our Discord, uh, and, you know, leaving us a fantastic request there. And, uh, you know, if there's nothing else, which clearly there is not, Johnny, will you use a series of commands to, uh, take us to the next game? Oh, yes, yes, I can. He'll see here. Let me grab my mouse. Oh, crap, it's gone. Uh-oh. All right, okay, I Johnny. I'll use my NES controller see. then. All right, so on your screen, there is uh, there's a playlist of songs that I assume uh -huh. uh, somewhere on that is the uh, the third set of songs. Uh, yes. What would you like to do? Um, I would like to play the song. Okay, nope. You cannot Wait. play the song yet. As you have not yet played the sound to indicate that the third game will play. Okay, play sound. Okay, play the sound. Game three. Alright, you've played the sound. Now you can play the third set of songs. Okay, play song. Alright, here we go.
Alright, so, this game features nine distinct story chapters and was created by the creator of Sonic the Hedgehog. Alright, gentlemen, who has those guesses slash answers ready? Or do you need a second? I think I'm ready. So ready. Alright, let's see him. So- oh, god damn it! <laughs> oh, bitch. So, uh, Jesse says 999. Sadly incorrect. Uh, John and Johnny both say Sonic Extreme. Sadly incorrect. This is Let's Catch. Like, things you wish your dad said to you. <laughs> god, I keep forgetting that we don't have a, like, hat trick but negative sound. That's what I was waiting uh, for. We, di- we did it one time. That's pretty that, good. That's perfect. Actually, yeah, that is perfect. Fat hunk uh, So yeah, <laughs> this is um, Let's Catch, which was a WiiWare release developed by, I believe it was Probe, which was the studio that Yuji Naka created after he left Sega. Cool. cool. Um, this is kind of a weird one. So yeah, it's a. It's a first-person catching game where you use the Wii Remote, like, for controls to, like, toss and catch a ball back and forth. Oh, God. And that's pretty much all you do. <laughs> but there's there's different modes. There's, like, a, there's a speed catch where you have to, like, throw and catch it as fast as possible. There's, like, a target catch where you're given, like, a plate of squares and, like, tiles and you have to throw it and try to, like, hit all of the tiles. There's a bomb catch, which is basically hot potato, but with a bomb. Uh, and then there's the story mode, 
And the story mode <laughs> is you go to a park and you meet nine different strangers and you play catch with them. And as you're playing catch, they start talking to you like about their day and things that are going on. And it's really kind of sweet because like one of the characters is like an old man and you're playing catch with him and he starts talking to you about like his kids and his grandkids and like upcoming graduation and it the the main like hook of the game is like you use motion controls to play catch but like the game is basically about learning the stories of these npcs and like discovering more about them and more details and it's a really interesting game i can't say that it's great because you're discovering like more about these people and all that kind of stuff but also you're doing the same boring motion controls like it gets very repetitive very fast you know but it's also such a weird way to do it like it's a super unique game if the story mode was you go down to the park and you start playing catch with dogs i'd be very into that that'd be a very cute thing but for some reason playing catch with strangers nah I can't, because I can't see myself doing that. I would never go to a park with, with like, a, a sack of balls and just start, like, finding <laughs> random people and be like, hey, guys, you want to play catch? I'm an adult man. Well, I mean, <laughs> who wants to have a catch? You don't show up with a... You- you don't show up with a sack of balls. You have, like, one ball. It's not like you're just throwing balls at <laughs> random people. Catch, That's a very catch, different game, Johnny. <laughs> I'm saying, like, I'd like a story mode where you go to the park and just play with a bunch of dogs. Now, that'd be fun. I could play that one all day. Nintendo. You know? Yeah. But with Wii Motion Controls. But yeah, that's why, um, before the show started, a little behind the scenes, uh, I requested to not go first or last, because this game is not a strong opener and it's not a strong closer. Like, it's definitely interesting, but, um, there's not a lot to it. Like, it's it's fun to have story and it's fun to see games experiment and sometimes experimental games go really great and sometimes they just kind of don't. Like I said, it's it's not a bad game. It's a very interesting idea. It just didn't quite play out a hundred percent. Oh, but we it's a it's a first person game. We catch so, a drift. There we are. John, you've been conspicuously quiet this whole session. Oh, yeah, no, no, I don't give a fuck about this game whatsoever, <laughs> but I was trying to just interject, like, you know, so wait, like, you're just playing catch with strangers? At no point do you get to play a catch with your dad? Like, you know, <laughs> this seems like the, the kind of game that would have been designed by a kid who lost his dad at a young age oh. or, like, never connected with his dad. You know, like a cry for help to your dad, and then it's like, no, you just play catch with all the friendly strangers. Learn about them. It's like, yeah, well, okay, I guess, you know, fuck your parents. I don't know, like, this, you know, uh, what the fuck this game? Like, you know, and, you know, also, David, prior to the show, a little peek behind the scenes, not only did you not ask to go first or last, you, for some reason, asked if, you you thought that one of us was going to pick this? Yeah. You, you were like, well, did anybody because, take like, an obscure I- downloadable game? And we're like, I, I don't know, man. You know, we're all playing coy. You really thought one of us was going to come up with the WiiWare catch game? <laughs> oh, shit. Well, because I thought somebody was going to look up, like, 
first-person games is it's like, wait, Yuji Naka made a first-person catching game? Nobody's going to choose that. I'm going to pick that. That's such a long walk, man. Is that what you did? <laughs> That's several rabbit holes you have to go through. Okay, to be fair, Johnny has picked weirder games. Last episode, he picked a fucking obscure-ass Japanese-only game. Well, yeah, there's no accounting for the Johnny of it all, but I'm just yeah, saying, like, yeah. That's what I was you, trying to account for. David, <clears throat> you I am not an example. <laughs> I, I am not a role model. <laughs> And, I mean, just, I'm trying to picture, like, you Google first-person games, how far down the list do you have to go to get to Let's Catch? <laughs> like, um, to the L's, I assume. I, I actually didn't have to Google this game, because I actually got this game when it was on WiiWare, because it seemed interesting. It's like, oh, okay, and then, like, an hour later, it was like, yeah, I'm pretty much done with this. Mm-hmm. Yep. It, uh, like it awakened I said, something in you. You called your dad, and that was that. <laughs> it's it's an interesting game. It's not a great game, but it's interesting. I'm just imagining somebody playing this game, uh, and they put Cats in the Cradle on in the background. <laughs> 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 and they, oh, yeah. And they cry. It's, uh, that oh. really should be on the soundtrack. Yeah, that should be like a whole mini game. If you and your dad mm-hmm. playing catch, cats in the cradles playing. <laughs> <laughs> or would you be in that case playing as the dad, and every time you throw the ball with your son, is a, his, the son is a little bit older? Ooh. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, you, before you even realize it, the roles have been flipped, and suddenly your son's not there to catch anymore because he's off raising his own family. <laughs> yeah. God, that would be perfect. Let's make this and game. And then, you know, the title of the game changes from Let's Catch to, like, it's been a while since we've had a catch. And <laughs> the game just gets really sad. <laughs> it changes from Let's Catch to I Miss You, Son. <laughs> <laughs> the new game plus mode is I Miss You, Son. <laughs> when you beat the game expect- 100%, you unlock Absentee Dad mode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. That's, um, that's one of the modes, it's... There's the story mode, there's the, like, bomb mode, and the target mode, and all that, and one of the modes is just you throw, throwing a ball at nothing, and it's absentee dad mode. Yes. Perfect. Um, well, David, yes, what a pick. Um, I, it's I'm, got a super soothing soundtrack. Mm. I really like the soundtrack. I mean, see, that's the other thing. I could use a little more action. This is an action-packed white-knuckle thrill ride. And quite frankly, <laughs> yeah, the music doesn't reflect that. Like, jeez. Wait, maybe, it, it, maybe I'm getting my wires crossed. Maybe I'm thinking of Sin and Punishment. Uh, this is not Sin and Punishment, the obscure game for the Wii. This is that other obscure game for the Wii that you've picked. This is, uh, this is the, the catching game, right? Like Cats in the Cradle, yes. Yeah, okay. It gotcha. does really remind me of the um, Pilot Wings Resort soundtrack of just the kind of like, I don't really want like a strong, memorable melody. I just want music that I can sit to and listen for like three hours and zone out. Yeah. <laughs> God, uh, you know, I think, David, you need to bust out your Wii and complete this game. We need to see this game through to the end. Like, I, I, you said you gave it an hour. No, you need to give it three. <laughs> I, I, someone needs to have seen the end of this game. So I think you should do it. Because <laughs> uh, I don't think anybody else ever has. <laughs> but, um, 
What a what a pick, David. Anything else on uh, father issues? I mean, uh, ca- uh, cats. No, uh, let's catch, not catch, catch in the cradle. No, <laughs> let's catch. Um, honestly, I'm surprised we got this much discussion out of this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Chalk it up to me having microphone issues halfway through and having to resume the discussion with, you know, with all of my talking points intact. Uh, I honestly thought you were like, we wear game from the Sonic creator? Fuck it, I'm out. I'm really nervous as to when my microphone came unplugged and how much audio I've lost. Like, it, it sent me into a podcast existential crisis like, wait, when's the last time they acknowledged me? Oh God! <laughs> this is bad. <laughs> Was I ever a member of the show? Yeah, I, I can't see myself on camera anymore. Who am I? Like, <laughs> it sounds know, like I'm losing need... my identity with this camera angle. <laughs> you need to go out and have a catch. I think we should, man. Uh, guys, after after the show, let's get together for a catch. But uh, in the meantime, Johnny, let's uh, let's keep it going to the next game. Game four.
Alright, so, uh, this game pays homage to, uh, 1990s first-person shooters, much like Doom and Quake, and was advertised as to have bleeding-edge graphics and gameplay, citing the year 1996. But it was released in 2017, and Johnny, there's a Linux support, was added in 2018. Awesome. Alright, how you guys feeling? Pretty good. Eh. Good. Alright, let's see it. Eh. Let's see. Ooh. Ooh. What? Okay, we got John with Dusk, that's incorrect. And Johnny with and David with the correct answer, Strafe. <laughs> this is a uh, Strafe. Um... And this game is fucking awesome. Um, have you have you played this, Johnny? Because this this is right up your alley, I think. I, I have not. I was reading about it, though, and this does look like something that I would love to play. Like, it's very much like, you know, for a while, a lot of, like, indie games were adopting, like, you know, 8-bit and 16-bit kind of, you know, art styles. But this one is like uh, adopting that, you know, like quake type uh, look with, you know, a little bit of enhancement here and there and stuff. And like the blood physics are crazy. <laughs> it's 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 super fun. Um, I do wish you could get uh, more weapons up at the beginning, but I think 
the more you play, the uh, more options become available as you play it. Because mm. it's kind of like a roguelike type deal. Um, but, like, you know, every time you die, you've progressed a little bit further. And, and um, yeah, it's a, it's a fucking blast. And, like, the tutorial is has FMV, like this lady, like, <laughs> like talks to you about how to play the game and stuff. It's, it's insane. <laughs> and it, yeah. it looks like such, like, it looks like typical PC FMV for the, the time back then. It was so cool. Yeah, it is a weird mix of, like, it, it looks kind of like something from the 90s, but it's also slightly too nice to actually be from the 90s. Yeah, yeah, like, it's like, like Shovel Knight, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like this has a few too many polygons in this model. This isn't actually 90s, you know, but right, yeah, like you know, this looks vaguely 90s, but it runs at a smooth 60 frames per second, and uh, there's like no slowdown, so very suspicious. But it, it I mean, looks I'm pretty cool. Glad to. Sh- I mean, I'm glad to hear that this game like exists, just because it has been well documented on the show that. As much as I love throwback sprite graphics, like, I'm waiting for people who grew up in the early to mid-90s to start making games, because mm-hmm. I want those, like, blocky, crappy 90s graphics to make a comeback. So yeah, the, man. the idea that there's, like, a game coming out with, like, Quake-era graphics, like, that sounds amazing. This is this is your ticket, David. Yeah. Yeah. Also, uh, you know, the, the game I guessed, uh, Dusk. I don't know if you guys have seen that one, but that's also uh, kind of reminiscent of what's going on there. But that one's in more like a horror setting. It's like Lovecraftian first-person shooter, but with like Nintendo 64 quality graphics. I'm like, oh, yeah, like okay, a- I can see how that's appealing to some people nowadays. <laughs> like, like a Hexen. Yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, new Hexen. But uh, yeah, man, you know they they really should make more of these like uh like '90s throwback first-person well, shooters because really, you know we all love a first-person shooter nowadays. But have we ever loved one more than like GoldenEye? I mean, let's be real. Like we all just want to go back to playing some classic GoldenEye type shit, maybe with a few modern accoutrements. But uh, you know, let's uh, let's be real. It was never better, you know, than the the simple old days of GoldenEye, Perfect Dark. Uh, you know, I, I guess you, you, your PC stuff back then, your your marathons, your quakes, and what have you. <laughs> well, th- there is a um, like an indie thing that just came out. Um, like I think I think this past February called um, the Haunted PS One Demo Disc, Ooh. and it's uh, I believe it's a free downloadable game that's meant to. It's exactly what you're talking about, like those PS One style horror games. Uh, but you know. New, new, new shit. <laughs> nice. Like, I love that they called yeah. it the PS1 demo disc. <laughs> That's pretty good. The haunted PS1 demo disc. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and also shout out to Kel in the chat, because I was shouting out uh, classic first-person shooters, and he sh- he says Turok. Yes, fuck yeah, Turok. We, uh, you know, need to go back to classic Turok. Yeah, things, uh, things just, some things were better done in polygons, like exploding heads. It just, you know, made more sense in you know, in a lower resolution, but uh, yeah. So uh, Jesse, you, you've uh, played played this game some, or yeah, it, I played it a bunch. Um, it is also pr- really, really hard. Uh, <laughs> I still can't get past the first, you know, space this first like area. I can get to the second stage of it, but I yeah. end up getting fucked up eventually. Because um, hmm. 
but it's it's super fun and it, it uh it looks really cool lots of blood um <laughs> yeah i like it yeah right. uh feel like you know this uh this should have gotten a big push i mean like yeah, it came out in 2017. The the revival of Doom came out in 2016. Like, hopefully they were wise enough to be like, oh yeah, you you like the new you know super bloody realistic Doom? We've got something that's more like the super old bloody uh, not so realistic Doom. You should uh, play that and like you know, man, throw that shit on a Steam sale or something. I bet you they could have uh, you know just sold a million copies of this just on Synergy alone. But uh, yeah, because it looks cool. Uh, I like it. It's, uh, you know, I don't know. You know. Yeah, we already said we're waiting for um, for more blocky polygons to come back, and that's uh, that's really what it is. I, you know, that's, there needs to be. Is there something out there where you can like build your own arenas and play in that? Like, because you know, I wanna I wanna play some fucking some wild like three D shitty block arenas. You know, just doing bloody first person shooting Roblox? matches with. Uh, is that, is that what Roblox is? <laughs> I, I that Minecraft. Did I just describe Minecraft? <laughs> I don't know anymore. But so yeah. basically, you're just looking for like Super Doom Maker. Yeah, pretty much. I think that's just yeah, called that... Doom and the Doom level editor. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. See, that's what I was looking for. That does exist. I knew it. <laughs> okay. So cool. Um, so let's get but on is Kickstarter. There a to get ourselves a copy of the Doom level editor. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure is, it's free. <laughs> is there a Wolfenstein level editor? Because sure. I'd like to play like 90s first person shooter where I can make my own levels, but I'm fucking up Nazis. Yes. Like that, that's like three fourths of my dream game right there. I'm very confident there's a Wolfenstein level editor because that, that one doesn't even need like, you know, like a height element to it. That's just all on the same floor. That's got to be easy to make. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's real simple. Yeah, I think you just draw the level on some graph paper and scan it and it figures it out from there. <laughs> like it's Yeah, the computer literally has a function to make it into a Wolfenstein level. <laughs> Is that God, literally that cool. any You never notice the Wolfenstein <laughs> level button on your scanner? Yeah. I was gonna say, literally, anytime you scan any picture, it's like, would you like to make this a Wolfenstein level? <laughs> yeah, that's how you do all those custom textures. That's how all those pictures get on the walls. You know, <laughs> it's uh, it's just native to computers now. But um, yeah, man, uh, you know, dope game, man. Great, uh, I love the soundtrack. Oh, it's so good. It's uh, mm. you know, some real good fucking just like I don't know, synthy type shit. Uh, do we have a composer on that? Oh shit. Um. A toy tree? That's got to be a fake name. That's the name on the 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 Wikipedia. All right, yeah, well, toy yeah. tree. We'll look into it. Sounds like kind of person yeah, that has this soundtrack genre. somewhere on Bandcamp for me yeah, to, for me to find and pay a penny for. That might be. I mean, that might be their performer name if it's like yeah, an that's... indie person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Uh, awesome, man. Great pick. Jesse, anything else on uh, Strafe, the it's video game? definitely worth <laughs> trying. It's super fun. Yeah. I think... Uh... Oh, wait. Is it out on any system I can play it for? I forgot to ask the important question. Is it perfect for Switch? <laughs> it is, but it's not on Switch yet. It's on PS4, uh, Windows, Linux, and OS X. Okay. Word. At least it's on something that I can play it on. Linux, my favorite of all systems. Yeah. Uh, anyway, 
Fuck Linux. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's, uh, let's keep that positivity going into the next game. Game five. So, uh, this game's in-game graphics consist entirely of digitized photographs, causing a controversy upon its release due to the realistic nature of the violence.
All right, who's feeling great? I am. I am. Let's see, what do we got here? Oh my goodness, we have a hat trick on Lethal Enforcers. Fuck yeah, guys. What a what a game. Great job. Um I thought uh I didn't think I was actually gonna stump you guys because I know that you guys just Google the trivia and figure it out from there. But uh you know Um if I can interject for a moment, I did not Google the trivia. I Googled Konami first person games because this soundtrack yeah. has Konami written all over it. Well, yeah. yes, that was the next thing. I, you know, I wasn't sure how many people were familiar with the fact that Konami published Lethal Enforcers. <laughs> um, because, yeah, that just sounds like someone took the Turtles in Time soundtrack and tweaked it around and it turns out it's Lethal Enforcers. Like, uh, you know, we were talking, I think, a while ago about how, like, you know, sound programmers and uh, whatnot back in the day, they used to not only be composers of music, but also, like, define the sound this was Konami's sound, so like, whoever uh, whoever defined that sound and you know programmed using that chipset, they passed it on to the next guy, and yeah, uh, that's uh, that's a pretty distinct fucking sound. So uh, you know, uh, good uh, good job recognizing the uh, the early '90s Konami sound. Um, but see, I also thought perhaps I could get a stump if you guys didn't look up you know Konami uh, you know first person games. If uh, if you just were going on the tunes because you'd be confused, it's like, oh, that sounds like Konami music. That sounds like some turtle shit. But I don't remember first person turtles game. Oh no, I'm stumped. Because uh, my real question: Who has ever heard the soundtrack to Lethal Enforcers? Oh, no, yeah, I was seriously, that too. <laughs> picture yourself in an arcade in the '90s. Did you ever notice that there was a soundtrack to this game? <laughs> like, I'm just no, trying to. The answer no, the answer is no. You heard gunshots and ambient arcade sounds. I didn't know there was a fucking fantastic super slap of a Konami soundtrack to go with this. This is crazy. I love the story of this game. Please, John. The The plot of the game is that you play as uh, police officer Don Marshall. You are on the way to the donut shop for a break when mayhem breaks out. <laughs> of course. <laughs> That's the whole well, thing. Thank goodness. Uh, yeah, you know, it's... Uh, I don't know, not very sensitive to cops, you know, you know, playing on those cop stereotypes that were, you know, I don't know, man, you know, this, uh, you know, I, I like Lethal Enforcers, it's a game I play a lot when I, you know, when it's at the arcade, but, uh, I don't know, man, something about, you know, the cops, I kind of would rather be playing as the criminals, I'm just gonna <laughs> be real, like, uh, I'd be rather be committing the heists. And uh, fucking up the cops on the way out than actually playing as the cops and stopping the criminals. Like, you know, you know what always really fucked me up in this game? Having to not shoot civilians. Because <laughs> I was just shooting all willy-nilly. It's not like I wanted to shoot the civilians. It just happened. <laughs> Which, you know, it's a very police excuse, I know. It, you know, But, but I mean it. I, I really didn't mean to shoot anybody. It's not that you want uh, to shoot the civilians, John. It's that you have to shoot the civilians. Something exactly, inside you drives you. Know, you. It's like that thing on The Simpsons where Marge is training to be in the police, and you know, she's doing the shooting range, and like you know the, like the the robber pops out, and she shoots that, and then like the guy pushing the baby pops out, and she doesn't shoot it, and then the end Chief Wiggum's like, okay, well you missed the baby, you missed the blind man. <laughs> yeah, I'm playing Lethal Enforcers, like shoot everyone, <laughs> don't let up. <laughs> 
I mean, the so. game is literally called Lethal Enforcers. Are yeah. you not supposed to shoot everyone? Yeah. Exactly. It doesn't say lethal, you know, fucking... Uh, Mildly you know, lethal enforcers. Right. Or, like, lethal, like, you know, situation assessors and then possible enforcers. No. You fucking shoot first, ask questions later. <laughs> and the questions really start coming up when you run out of quarters. It's like, god damn it. That, you know... Do they really need to penalize you for shooting the fucking... Ah, fuck this. <laughs> I would no lie play a game called Lethal, like, Situation Assessors. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta assess whether or not you can, uh, like, have your gun unlocked from inside your cop car. It's like, I don't know, Chief, it seems like I might need to use the lethal enforcement in this one. It's like, I don't know, you're gonna really need to prove that, and... I'm not sure how that may, how that translates to a first-person arcade game. Maybe you like point a reticle and it's like you know assess the threat, and you know, it's like okay, yeah, uh, time to time to use a gun. But seriously, don't shoot the civilian. Oh no, you did it anyway. <laughs> Damn it, Harrington, you're off the force. <laughs> Although I yeah, that's I, all that wanna... happened. <laughs> you got too close to this case. <laughs> Um, I do want to go back to a point you made at the very beginning, John, where you were saying, like, did anybody notice the Lethal Enforcer soundtracks? Like, no, because I never played this game. Because when I went to the arcade in 1992, I was like, oh, Lethal Enforcers. And then I popped my quarters into Galaga and Street Fighter 2 and never played this. Well, that sounds like a personal problem, David. That's, uh... <laughs> you, you missed out, because uh, guess what this game had that Galaga didn't have? A gun Civil that you civilians. could point at the screen <laughs> and shoot civilians. things with. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there were innocent people being caught in the crossfire, David. It was awesome. It turns out all um, the aliens of Gallagher are civilians. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> <laughs> oh, if only Gallagher had like cutscenes to reveal like <laughs> that all the ships were sending out distress calls. <laughs> like, please no, this isn't a warship. There's women and children on board. <laughs> And you have to blow them up anyway. <laughs> Damn you, Galaga! See, I like. I wish you guys had latched onto the other game because I would love Street Fighter Two so much if they added Sergeant Franklin as a character who just pulled out a gun and shot everyone in the first round. Jeez. Yeah, I mean, they eventually did that with a Mortal Kombat Three. You know, they threw Striker in there. It seemed a little odd to fight, you know, Scorpion with a gun. You know, didn't really go for it. But. uh... I mean, you he's know, like a demon. Uh, yeah, so shoot his ass. <laughs> yeah, bring, bring, I'm sorry. Bring a gun to a Mortal Kombat I'm, tournament. Yeah. I'm sorry, Jesse. Are you saying that Striker's a demon? No, like, no, no. The police are demons? Or? No, the Scorpion is. Are we getting is. political on Game That Dude? I mean, yes, but Scorpion is also a demon. The Scorpion oh, is okay, also I see a cop. Yeah. <laughs> if if, he, if Striker has, shows Nether his badge, PD, hands in the air. Scorpion has to show his badge too. Oh, oh God, uh, Officer um, Scorpion. Are you a cop, Scorpion? <laughs> Do you have to say you are if I ask? You have to tell me. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. No. Um. I love the idea. It's like, are you a cop, Scorpion? And then there's just a pillar of flames around him, and it recedes, and he's wearing a blue uniform. <laughs> but still Wait. with the flaming skull head. But blue is Sub-Zero's color. See, that's what makes more sense. Yeah, the Blue Lives Matter only makes sense if Sub-Zero says it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, oh. Fuck this line of questioning. Uh, this is terrible. Uh, 
But yeah, so my points on Lethal Enforcers were, uh, did you ever hear the soundtrack, and did you ever play it long enough to get to, like, you know, later in the game? Like, I picked some songs from, like, boss fights and, like, later stages that there's no way you ever heard. Because, I mean, you know, we, uh, we all had fun with Lethal Enforcers, but, like, that game was never more than a 75-cent game. By the time you, you know, by the time you, like, were about to maybe consider continuing, it's like, nah, I've kind of had my fill on this, like... It wouldn't be to like games like Area 51 where it's like, all right, no, I need to keep going. Like, Lethal Enforcers was kind of early on, you know, not a, uh, not the kind of game that's going to eat all your quarters. Like, it, it, it tries, but yeah, it doesn't really entice you to, to keep on playing. That's that, that's just my assessment. Like, plenty of fun to be had, but ah, I don't know. Don't need to, don't need John, to keep I it going. I think I established that this game did not entice me at all. Yeah, exactly. Attract mode? Nah, didn't work on me. <laughs> You know, not past that. Not past that second quarter, baby. Not a chance. But um, yeah, I gotta say, this is more than I thought I was gonna say on Lethal Enforcers. I honestly thought I was gonna say those three things: say uh, "fuck Lethal Enforcers" and move on to a secret bonus game. But uh, I don't know, John. Uh, I had to pause my recording halfway through. How are we doing on time? Oh, we're doing fine on time. Johnny, should I say "fuck Lethal Enforcers"? <laughs> lethal Enforcers, pretty good.
right, guys. So, the finale of this game was originally possible within the first three minutes of the game as an Easter egg as well as an alternate ending, but that was ultimately removed from the game. Let's see some answers for science. Oh, you poor fellas. Uh, Johnny says Indy Duke Nukem. Incorrect. Jesse says Duke Nukem. Also incorrect. And David says The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild Nintendo Labo VR. Super incorrect. Now, this uh, little game, a fantastic sequel to a much-loved classic, came out in 2011. Uh little game called portal 2 <laughs> oh, oh shit really <laughs> really <laughs> yes indeed I played that too damn I did yeah. not recognize any of that music damn uh, that last song was the uh, the waiting room music for the multiplayer mode David did you play some uh, play some multiplayer on that game I did not damn you missed out my friend because uh Two-player mode in Portal 2 was a lot of fun and really tricky. <laughs> uh, Johnny, did you play any of Portal 2? No, I just missed this entirely. Damn, dude. That's fucking shameful. This this game's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I played Portal 2. Portal right. 2 is fucking great. I just never played the multiplayer mode. Okay, word. Well, yeah, the other songs were from the uh, story mode proper. But, uh, damn. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't want to play, like... 
just, you know, ambient music and, uh, I don't know, stuff from, like, the more action-packed scenes. That I feel like that would have, uh, you know, I don't know, been boring and or gave it away. But, uh, yeah, man, uh, you know, this game is fucking fantastic. I, I haven't played it in quite some time, uh, but... Back when it came out, I uh, I got my fill of this one pretty good. Like uh, you know, I like the original Portal. It's just fine. This one took everything that you know that it was and added some more crap to it, and it was a lot of fun. <laughs> like, how about more puzzles? How about more uh, story? How about more things to uh, characters to interact with? How about a weird uh, you know second area where you're not only dealing with portals but you're dealing with various gels. Um, yeah, you know, it How about was Stephen uh, Merchant. Yes, Stephen Merchant as the uh, the weird, slightly menacing uh, computer thing that ultimately is ruining everything. Uh, how about Cave Johnson? Uh, lest we Fuck uh, forget, yes, you know, the fucking best thing about the game, Cave Johnson. <laughs> uh, I I was very tempted to just be like, all right, this is Portal Two. And then just hit play on like an 11 minute clip of all Cave Johnson quotes. Because, <laughs> I mean, what can I say about the game that isn't better said by J.K. Simmons playing Cave Johnson? Welcome, gentlemen, to Aperture Science. Astronauts, war heroes, Olympians, you're here because we want the best. And you are it. So, who is ready to make some science? <laughs> now, you already met one another on the limo ride over, so let me introduce myself. I'm Cave Johnson. I own the place. That eager voice you heard is the lovely Carolyn, my assistant. Rest assured, she has transferred your honorarium to the charitable organization of your choice. Isn't that right, Carolyn? She's the backbone of this facility. Pretty as a postcard, too. Sorry, fellas. She's married. To science. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just, you know, the guy, he's just got such a fantastic delivery. He's got a classic deadpan, and, you know, everything that Cave Johnson says in those fucking messages is very funny. <laughs> like, uh, Johnny, you really didn't play any of this? I can't believe you didn't at least, de like, get this. Like, is this not yeah. in your Steam li library right now? Like, I don't think it is. Have you forgotten that you've played it? I can't believe you wouldn't have played this. I never played it. I just, I missed it. Wow. I... I will say that this game has one of my absolute, like, favorite reveals or, like, moments within a game. Johnny, take off your headphones right now. David, I've never cared about spoilers. Johnny, That's take true. off your goddamn headphones. The moment where GLaDOS comes back to life is incredible. Like, mm -hmm. as, like, slowly, like, the machinery shakes and everything and just that the light comes back in her eye, just like, oh, it's you. <laughs> right. Yeah, see, I, I was, you know, gonna say, I don't know if that needs to be saved from Johnny for a spoiler, because that happens pretty early on in the game. But yeah, it's still very cool. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Gladys is still just a fantastic enemy. Though, you know, like, I was happy that this game added, a, you know, it had a longer story and added something like the, the Cave Johnson part, because, you know, I like Gladys, and, you know, I like the first portal, but after a while, like dealing with like sarcastic, like I'm gonna kill you, robot, just kind of wore thin on me. And I was like, God, are we gonna do another like a whole other like game of that? And then it's like, oh no, that's upended very quickly. <laughs> oh good, <laughs> so it's not just uh, you being you know snarked at by the computer. 
it uh you know that uh that all changes very quickly and uh you know in very surprising and interesting ways uh involving uh you know characters played by steven merchant and potatoes and repulsion gel um i was gonna say my one one of my other favorite moments is when glados realizes that her sarcastic clap function still works (laughs) that made me laugh so damn hard yeah, no, I mean, that's the thing. This, these games are just fantastic, you know, not only because of the excellent gameplay, like the puzzles and just like the, you know, the little, you know, things they give you to play with are, it's just fantastically designed games, but it's also some of the best written games, like, ever, period. Like, you know, I, I love, I love everything about the Portal games. And, um, yeah, I'm going to play another Cape Johnson quote just because I want to do that. All right, let's get started. This first test involves something the lab boys call repulsion gel. You're not part of the control group, by the way. You get the gel. Last poor son of a gun got blue paint. (laughs) All joking aside, that did happen. Broke every bone in his legs. Tragic, but informative. Or so I'm told. The lab boys just informed me that I should not have mentioned the control group. They're telling me I ought to stop making these pre-recorded messages. That gave me an idea. Make more pre-recorded messages. I pay the bills here. I can talk about the control group all damn day. I fucking love it. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, the games are, uh, you know, the gameplay's tight and the scripting is fucking fantastic. And, you know, it's just a blast. And yeah, the uh, you really missed out, David, by not playing the multiplayer. Because, um, yeah, the, the two-player shit that goes on in these games, it's like, you gotta, some of it is pretty goddamn precise. And you gotta really work together and do some commu- communicating and I was trying to think because I'm like, yeah, I definitely I played like the entirety of this two-player mode, and it, it all goes pretty quickly if you just hang out and play it. You get through it in a few hours. And I was trying to think of who I played this with because it came out in 2011. Like, you know, Whitney and I were living together. She was not a first-person shooter player. And then I remembered, strangely, I played this with my sister. She came over one day, and I was playing this, and she was like, "Oh, that looks fun." I'm like, "You want to try the two-player?" She's like, "Ah, oh, I don't know." And, you know, I was like, oh, let's just fuck around. Like, I'm not going to, you know, get shitty on you if you can't figure it out. Let's just see if it works because I've been dying to play this two-player. And she picked it up and, like, it, you know, got it intuitively almost immediately. And we played the entirety of the two-player mode together. It was, it was a nice thing I did with my sister that one time. <laughs> like, just, you know, hanging out and playing this fun two-player mode where you're playing as portal shooting robots. You know, you get the uh, the one little, uh, you know, the, the two robots that you play as in the two-player mode. One's, like... Based on like the little uh, like round core, and the other one's like the oval shaped turret guy, and you know the game just goes wild when you got four portals going instead of two. It's uh, it's really fun. So yeah, I uh, I kind of love it, and yeah, I'm surprised really that uh, have they been remastering these or anything? Has there been a re-release of the portal stuff? Like is you know it's still available on like steam and whatnot but like my version on playstation 3 it's uh, just kind of collecting dust like feel like valve needs to get on just like a quick compilation kick and give me a playstation 4 version of uh, these games because mm. or a switch version you know just give me give me any re-release like wh- where are you at on the the re-release train valve i don't get why you're not doing it because like if this was something that i could have you know rebought within the last three four or five years I probably would have done it by now. <laughs> like they're fucking great. So I don't know. It's uh, it's a blast. Yeah, it's uh, it's super fun. I'm gonna play another Cave Johnson thing about that repulsion gel. Oh, in case you got covered in that repulsion gel, here's some advice the lab boys gave me. 
do not get covered in the repulsion gel. We haven't entirely nailed down what element it is yet, but I'll tell you this, it's a lively one, and it does not like the human skeleton. <laughs> I fucking love it so much. Um, yeah, and... Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's a blast. I was glad I was able to include it as a bonus game because you know, I wanted to get it on the show. It actually, I, I thought about using it as my own game. I saw it was requested by a couple of people. So special thanks for the request uh, in Discord to uh, Claire. Claire plays blind is the username, and also Revolver uh, beneath her on the uh, request channel. Both requested Portal Two. Excellent pick. And uh, I don't know. I'm not feeling like I need to explain the entire uh, saga of Cave Johnson. Through uh, through further clips, though I, I guess I could play more cave clips. Um, yeah, please, <laughs> please tell me. You All right, this next clip. test may involve trace amounts of time travel. So, word of advice: if you meet yourself on the testing track, don't make eye contact. Lab boys tell me that'll wipe out time entirely, forward and backward. So, do both of yourselves a favor and just let that handsome devil go about his business. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to burn through the last one, the one where it reveals that Cave Johnson has gotten sick, and then, yes, David, of course I have the lemons clip. <laughs> the bean counters told me we literally could not afford to buy $7 worth of moon rocks, much less $70 million. Bought them anyway. The ground them up, mixed them into a gel. And guess what? Ground-up moon rocks are pure poison. I am deathly ill. Still, it turns out they're a great portal conductor. So now, we're going to see if jumping in and out of these new portals can somehow leach the lunar poison out of a man's bloodstream. When life gives you lemons, make lemonade. <coughs> Let's all stay positive and do some science. That said, I would really appreciate it if you could test as fast as possible. Carolyn, please bring me more pain pills. Calculating computer activated. Computers, beeps, boops. Damn it, John. Scoring complete. This game's winner is... John Harrington. What? Really? That, uh, that barely makes any sense. I don't think I scored any points on tonight's show. But, uh, you You're know. You're golf rules. That must be it. I, I guess, uh, you know, I don't know. Life gave me lemons, and uh, I'm, I'm going to use them to make lemonade. That, that's what's going on. All right, I've been thinking. When life gives you lemons, don't make lemonade. Make life take the lemons back. Get mad! I don't want your damn lemons! What am I supposed to do with these? Demand to see life's manager! Make life rue the day it thought it could give Cave Johnson lemons! Do you know who I am? I'm the man who's gonna burn your house down! With the lemons! I'm gonna get my engineers to invent a combustible lemon that burns your house down! <laughs> God. Oh, Damn, God, Portal I 2 love that so classic. much. <laughs> <laughs> that is just fantastic. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, um, thanks for uh, thanks for the win there, uh, John Computer, uh, Cave Johnson, whoever whoever gave me the win. I'm not sure what it, you know what really did it. But, the lemons uh, gave you the win. It was the lemons. It was the combustible lemons. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it, you know, a great game, a great episode, and. Yeah, I probably should have been thinking of uh, something for a theme for our next episode. Uh, yeah, I'm almost tempted to say games with lemons. <laughs> oh, but, yeah. Uh, you know, the uh, the more likely candidate, uh, you know, just, uh, just as silly of a theme 
Uh, I'm, I'm going to give one up to, to my man Cave Johnson. I'm, we're going to do games with caves. Ooh. So, uh, yeah. You didn't see that one coming, did you? <laughs> Shit, I used Cave Story already. You sure did. Uh. I, you know, it doesn't have to take place entirely within a cave. But, you know. Shit, you used Cave Story already. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's, surely there's another cave game out there. <laughs> and I guess, you know, I, I, we can go ahead and say that, like, you know, cavemen probably acceptable but uh you know really we want to focus on the cave we want to we want to see inside that cave so uh it, yeah i think it'll be fun it'll, it'll uh, you know have some fun adventures and some uh some i don't know dank i don't know drippy music and some uh some funky caves i'm i'm frankly uh you know i, I don't know why we haven't used this as a theme before so uh <laughs> Thank you, Cave Johnson, for the inspiration. Jesus Christ. Uh, so, yeah, what an episode. Thank you, everybody, for, uh, for listening. Thank you for our uh, you know, live viewers watching along live with us. We're live every Wednesday night. We're on YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook. Search for Game That Tune. Join us. Uh, chat along with us. We love chit-chatting with you in the chat box and having you guys watch live. Uh, thank you, everybody, listening in podcast form. Our podcasts are published on Tuesdays now. And you can find them in uh, Apple Podcasts or anywhere you get your podcasts. Uh, check them out there. Subscribe. Leave us a rating. Tell your friends. Uh, you know, listen in podcast form and enjoy. Thank you to everybody checking out patreon.com slash game that tune. It's the home for awesome exclusives. We just published that new episode of Gems for the month of February. We appreciate you guys checking that out. And we always got more fun stuff in the works. We got our covered up series. We got mixtapes. Uh, we're trying to do fun, just like goofy ass monthly mixtapes now. Uh, and you know we're having a lot of fun and we appreciate you guys supporting us over at Patreon special thanks to the super fan tier producers Alex Messenger, Lance Revere Damian Beckles, Bradford Stevens Daniel Perky, XX Chrono XX Dominic Guy, Kelly Yom, Taylor Y all fantastic fellas and we appreciate you guys supporting the show uh, thanks to everybody that submitted a request this week. We got a request via Discord, but you can also email us, gamethattune at gmail.com. You can hit us up on YouTube in our 24-7 live stream and try and make a request there, though uh, really Discord's the best way to go. Or you can uh, hit us up at gamethattune on Twitter, or you can find us individually on Twitter. I'm there at jgangsta187. You can find John Regan on Twitter at... jpreganjr. You can find Jesse Moore on Twitter at... sega underscore legend... And you can find David Fleming on Twitter at... DFD Fleming? Hell yeah, guys. Uh, what a show. And I'm glad that we were able to get that Portal 2 uh, soundtrack onto the show, because otherwise my bonus tunes wouldn't make any sense. So you know what the bonus tunes are going to be. We got a little vocal track from Portal 2. Um, you know, uh, before I wanted you guys dead, but now I just want you gone. So peace out, everybody. Remember when you tried to kill me twice? Oh, how we laughed and laughed, except I wasn't laughing Under the circumstances, I've been shockingly nice You want your freedom, take That's what I'm counting on I used to is heavy Now little Carolyn is in you too One day they woke me up So 
forever It's such a shame the same will never happen to you You got your short Saturday flash That's what I'm counting on I'll let you get right to it Now I only want you gone Goodbye my only friend Oh did you think I meant you? That would be funny if it weren't so sad. Well, you have been replaced. I don't need anyone now. When I delete you, maybe I'll stop feeling so bad. Go make some new disaster. That's what I'm counting on. Metalhead is copyright 1995 Sega Games Company Limited. Shadowgate is copyright 1989 ICOM Simulations Incorporated. Strafe is copyright 2017 Pixel Titans and Devolver Digital. Let's Catch is copyright 2009 Probe Limited and Sega Games Company Limited. Lethal Enforcers is copyright 1992 Konami. Portal 2 is copyright 2011 Valve Corporation. And just for good measure, one more Cape Johnson. Those of you helping us test the repulsion gel today, just follow the blue line on the floor. Those of you who volunteered to be injected with praying mantis DNA, I've got some good news and some bad news. Bad news is we're postponing those tests indefinitely. Good news is we've got a much better test for you. Fighting an army of mantis men. Pick up a rifle and follow the yellow line. You'll know when the test starts. I think Doom L. Uh, John wrote Power... Power Sky? Power Ski? Jeez, John, you want to redo this? D Jesse wrote Doom 2. You want to... Let's just do a fresh oh, take. Doom L? Okay. Good God. I, don't, I couldn't tell. It's All not right. that bad. So let's see here. Oh, my goddamn answer. Game 2. Oh, whoops. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> yes, it is. But uh, in the meantime, Johnny, let's uh, let's keep it going to the next game. I think we should catch Game 3. Up, 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 up. One. Game four. <laughs> Thank you. I think we should catch game four. <laughs> <laughs>